week on All My Carnists, no need to worry about all that goes bump in the night because the paranormal, zombies, ghouls, vampires, and werewolves are no match for the most bloodthirsty psychopaths to ever walk the planet. Homo sapiens, as we examine the ecological horrors that have ensued as human beings expanded across the globe, plus we look at a few of our fellow earthlings that have been completely wiped out in the pursuit of human progress. Happy Halloween, everyone. I'm KTS. And I'm Rachel the Tofu Wizard, mother of rats. Mother of rats. <laughs> uh, I'm Sean, the Vegan Grind. Apparently, we're changing the name of the show to Game of Carnists. Game of Carnists. Oh, because like you're the it. mother of rats, mother yes. of dragons. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm going to yeah. stop now. We all, we all have our <laughs> costumes on, too. I know you can't see us, but I decided to go... For this Halloween, as an environmentalist who eats fish. So I'm wearing Birkenstocks. I don't have any socks on or anything like that. I got my Earth Day t-shirt on. And I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) That's my costume for today. Uh, My costume is a vegan who eats honey just every now and then. You know, because fuck the Yeah. Yeah, so I've got all my animal rights gear on um, and I've got honey dripping down my top. Fake honey, of course, because, you know, I never actually use real honey. That's for the bees. Um, And, yeah, I'm I'm just a fucking hypocrite. Well, I I think a word to the wise, especially to all those new vegans out there, is you got to understand vegan cheat day. Like once a week I murder a koala. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) A koala? (laughs) What? Carnists think they're cute, so if you kill one... It's justified. It's like Hammurabi's code. You mean like eye for an eye? Sort of, but it's like if a carnist will eat a pig, then a vegan can kill a koala. Okay, okay. There was a bunch of like if and then statements in Hammurabi's code. It was wild. There's like 300 different... But like it's it's weird because like we regressed from Hammurabi's code because according to Hammurabi's code, like women could own property and like... Except, except if I killed your daughter, they execute my daughter. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, that's part <laughs> that's, of the eye for an eye. That's real fair, right? Sean. I murder somebody and my daughter takes the fucking hit. But that's that, fucking that's like, patriarch fucking supporting ass. <laughs> that comes from like the eye for an eye part of it, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? I guess. I can read it to you right now if you'd like. We can just go through all of Can that just be the episode? Like, Amarabi's <laughs> No, I don't think so. would be like, what does that got to do with veganism? <laughs> Mesopotamian politics are very important. It's the start, it's the rise of agriculture and the domestication of animals. Of course, it's important, Sean. Okay. But it's like my grandma always said if you, get, if you sit in cocaine, someone's going to lick your butt. I mean, that's true, though. Yeah, Can't let it go woman. to waste. She was. What? Again, I translated this loosely from Russian. I know about four words, mm. so forgive w- me. W- wise words. And one of those words is cocaine. I, I like the phrase Co- but getting licked and, better. Cocaine and lick ass. Yeah. Well, yeah. but let's let's be I bet you're really fun at Russian parties. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, I'm a blast. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what's, what's the... Oh, should we move on to count of the week? Speaking well, of your What's Sean, you, what's uh, Sean's costume? <laughs> what? I think he, I? Sean, he's just uh, Julian from Trailer Park Boys. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, my costume. Yeah, I didn't even get to see my. Costume. Oh, oh yeah, your costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I have no idea, man. I'm a lobster, I guess. You're a lobster. I was gonna say I'm. Fuck that uh, guy. Is that like so? You're like a Jordan Peterson kind of lobster. The like. Yeah. No, I'm a bleached lobster. <laughs> You're a bleached lobster. Bleached lobster. Can can bleached lobsters live? Well, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that. Oh, the it's our it's a it's the mystery in our Halloween special. But we have a special coward this week, so let's get to our coward of the week. Yeah. So this coward of the week uh, has been clowning herself all over the timeline. Um, so many might be no. Uh, who I am referencing, but I was, I'll still keep it somewhat anonymous. Um, but this person was defending riding horses and saying that, no, no, we're just training them. We're not breaking them in. That's completely different. Um, and so I said to her, uh, I very politely asked her to stop calling herself vegan. I won't repeat the words I used. Um, I politely asked her to stop calling herself vegan. And she said, I never call myself vegan. Please keep up if you want to participate. Which might not sound Ooh. all that wrong. Um, but this person, their profile pic is the word vegan in capital letters, splashed across it. Top vegan uh, food is written over the top and underneath. Their bio says the word vegan no less than seven times. Um, and this person thinks that they know more about veganism than real vegans and multiple times claims to be vegan, but then also wants to be able to ride horses and have cheat days and all that. But she takes a special place in the t- uh, representing a broader group of cowards, those who try and profit off the vegan movement or try and talk for the vegan movement, even though they haven't even been able to convince themselves to go vegan. Now that is... Very interesting type of coward, and they are coward of the week. Question though, are they only riding horses on their vegan cheat day? Because <laughs> then it's fine. Oh, yeah, that, that's all right. That's vegan. I mean, I'm killing koalas over here, so I mean, can we really judge? Yeah. How are you getting yeah. koalas? There's no ethical consumption how, how of I, capitalism. How am I getting koalas, Sean? Yeah, I know a little. If I tell you how I get koalas, I'm not going to be able to get koalas anymore, so we can't talk about this. On the air. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Fair then. Fair. Oh, yeah. Are you looking for but, koalas? I could get you a koala. Look, I know some people in the eucalyptus uh, game. All right. That's all you need to the know. The eucalyptus game. <laughs> yeah. uh, Australia is only like three hours away. I could get you a koala. We're going we're gonna to talk about you. You got to get them one a week, though. Yeah. Can, can you do one a week? Oh, I need more than one you a week. You only get one cheat like, day I a mean, week. I, I get one cheat day a week. It doesn't matter how much volume That's of the true. cheating is occurs within those 24 so, hours. It's like the motherfucking purge. It's a koala. Koala purge. You're just going nuts on koala. Oh. This is terrible, man. Like, are we, <laughs> are we even a vegan oh. podcast at this point? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, apparently koala. everybody has cheat days. I'm just going to relish in mine. All right. Well, I'm going to go That could be the name of our bed. Killing koalas. Killer koalas. Well, I was going for killing koalas, but... Yeah, but I think it'd be cool if we dressed up like koalas. Yeah. I mean, they already are killer koalas. Have you guys heard about drop ears? 
Who? The, what? Have you guys heard of drop bears? Drop bears? No. What's drop bears? What's drop bears. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're killer koala. They're like a dangerous species of koala that like they drop down from trees and kill people. Oh, are those are those how big? That's are, not are, are those supposed to like tear your face up? Yeah, yeah. They they do they understand my face is not made of eucalyptus? Um. Well, I mean, they don't eat you, but they they just attack. Understandable. We're humans and we're yeah. assholes. So, yeah. like, good on them. Yeah, yeah. Fighting humans one bastard at a time. And if and if that person happens to be a cop, it's a double whammy. Double whammy. So yeah, actually, we should attack pops with drop bears. Yeah. We should. Okay, okay. Totally. Okay, let's get their consent let's rewind to here use for like to just two cops. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Cheat days, bro. How Anything can happen, drop okay? Uh, they drop in, in from parachutes. <laughs> right. We tell the cops that there's a kitten in the tree, okay? Cop comes, goes, I'm a fucking hero. Blah, 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 blibbity blah. Starts climbing up the tree. Motherfucking koala comes down like, hey, cab. Claw, claw, scratch, scratch. Cop goes running off. Boom. And, and that's story time with KTS. All right. It would work. Are you going to use no, logic to dispute it now? All right, that's way more important right. than life. So their name is just flower, like a flower emoji. They're at is at Viet Vegan <laughs> Virgo, and they've just been really standing up against uh, Asian racism this week. So we just would like to shine a light on them. Say, hey, good job. We like what you're doing. So go follow them at Viet Vegan Virgo. And there's like multiple tweets. That's why I'm not reading a tweet because like. I feel like they've been putting up with this shit all week. Mm. Yeah, it definitely takes some time to look over them and educate yourself if you, you don't understand why it's fucking wrong. Like yeah, I mean, some people who deactivate their accounts. Part of being a vegan advocate and activist is knowing how to do it in a good way that's you know going to get through to the most people and not going to just antagonize um, others or just be hurtful. Like, you know, we can advocate for animal rights and plant-based diets uh, without shitting on other people. True enough. True enough. Exactly. And what, you know, people could rightly call me a, a hypocrite for that point there. I, I, you know, I wild on the timeline all the time. But, you know, uh, it's still a, a lesson that we have to learn. And this is an, an unacceptable instance of uh, problematic behavior that and we could all be better. So go give them a follow. All right. All right. So now we're going to talk about my favorite them? subject, and that's the most violent psychopath. Oh, wait. Yeah. We're World of Cardinal. We, we, I skipped two whole segments. <laughs> <laughs> I was preparing my segue to talk about how shitty humans are and look what so happened. So the weird world of carnism is just going to be quick little notes about uh, indigenous fisheries versus regular industrial fisheries in Nova Scotia right now, where the industrial fisheries are out of season. The lobster fishermen have decided that the Mi'kmaq should not be able to fish and that they're worried about the conservation of the lobsters and that they need more live lobsters 
in order to make ensure that the population maintains at least the status quo. So what do they do? They burn down the pound where they were holding all the live lobsters, and then they put bleach in the tanks of the lobsters outside of the pound, thus killing the live lobsters that they were claiming they were trying to save. So you are not only bleach a bleach lobster, lobster yes. but you are a ghost bleach lobster. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. Currents are weird. How do you keep something alive by killing it? They are fucking weird. Right, ask the f- they are. They're, they're, ask they're the, the fucking heads. weirdest people ever. Do, do, Jack do, 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 the do, do, Rad do. Bratters. I think it's actually Bratters. I think anymore. that's why like, it was Jack Rad Brad <laughs> the other week. He but I thought he was supposed to do that our still. hair. How do yes. dragons blow their candles? How do, sorry, how do dragons blow their birthday candles? This is a trick question. Dragons are hatched. They don't have birthdays. That's mine. Uh, that's a little, that's a little rude of you to think that dragons just because is they're hatched. Is that a bit dragonist? They're still born. Um, also, like, I just want to, like, uh, kind of give Jack, like, a little slap on the wrist because not all dragons breathe fire, okay? Some of them are, like, ice dragons. So, you know, obviously it's going to be a lot easier for a dragon to blow out his candle. And think about it. These fucking motherfuckers have been evolving for millions of years, so much that we can't even see them. Um, so you don't think that they know how to control their fire? Like, they can't just puff out a little air instead of a full blast fucking fireball at their fucking cake like that's very very ignorant of a question of you to ask jack so shame on you okay. yes so the next one i'm pretty sure is specifically for so jack's canceled that's oh, very dragon rachel did you answer yet Oh, I just said that Jack's cancelled. I'm just so offended by the question. I won't even dignify it with a response. So the next question is actually directly to Rachel. It's from Heidi Lentil and Tofu. Oh. Twitter handle. (laughs) Can we have food? Question. Can we have food? Oh. Oh, give you some food. Oh, give you some oats. Tofu and Lentor are just sleeping beside me right now, and Heidi's hiding in the bedroom because she's scared of the rats. Do they think? Um, do do, do they think you don't feed question. your pets or something? Thank you, guys. <laughs> <for answering. laughs> uh, barely. Twitter <laughs> does not think you feed your animals. I mean, or, I keep showing animals, photos of their the fat butts, like, the fat <laughs> and they're gonna try to break in and make a meal later. Halloween <gasps> horror stories. No. Jack, it's Obama is my bitch. Once again, what's your favorite style of coffee? Oh man, I don't have a favorite style. Like, just put some fucking sweetener in that shit and some oat milk. Fucking stir. Call it a day. Drink (laughs) as much as possible, as quick as you can. I am quite partial to a latte, soy, soy latte. I have to double check this, but. I had an ex who swore that the caramel syrup at Starbucks was vegan and she researched it and blah, 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 and all this. But if that's true, then the soy caramel latte is definitely where coffee is at. I haven't drank coffee in years, but that's where it's at. But before you get it, double check. Do you not drink coffee? No. 
I'm, Ooh. I'm, I'm off all. Tim all Horton is that, crying though. somewhere in Canada right now. Wow. I I always say I'm gonna try quick coffee, but now I'm back to like four coffees a morning. It's the most wonderful thing in the world, <laughs> besides a couple other things. I thought for some reason, I know you said except for a couple of other things, but I thought you said except for a cup of math. I wake up, have some coffee, and hit the this best. This one's from pie. Spencer Spence Pie. <laughs> Does it float? I think Rachel answered this one before. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I think. Do we? I don't remember. Yeah, because I think me and you were like, like do I don't we know, answer I that on the air? If it floats. And Rachel was like, and Rachel well, was I did like, research oh, yes, before this floats. episode. Did you like, trust me, I've seen it. What are we talking? Penises. Do penises float? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's does right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They float. Mm-hmm. No, just uh, does it float? It. All right. Like Pennywise. Just it. <laughs> it. Does Pennywise float? No. <laughs> well, I, yeah. They all float down there, though. Does Pennywise float? All right. All right. So straight. Touche. <laughs> it like Skarsgård did a great, great job portraying Pennywise but like the 90s TV Pennywise what would be the Pennywise voice to me hiya Georgie this one is from all of vegan Twitter oh um don't add us Sean why won't you just let KTS love you <laughs> um, that's a very good I, question thank you I mean vegan Twitter I don't know I just don't know. I'm. I don't know. Too many. Too many bad relationships. It, run from your feel. Run, <laughs> run from your feelings, Sean. Run uh, from your feelings. I just. I just can't learn how to trust again. Oh, That's say. my problem. Jason. Jason the Juggernaut. <laughs> Let's go. How is veganism inclusive? How is it not? Oh, why you gotta ask these like two part like. Essay fucking questions on a fucking <laughs> 10 minute segment. <laughs> yeah. How is it inclusive and exclusive? As far as possible and practicable. Well, it's like, I mean, that's like, it's flexible for a reason. I think that's like, it's inherently well, it's, um, inclusive because we've like considered the inclusion and the definition. Of veganism. It's exclusive because... Yeah, yeah, it's exclusive because there are a lot of vegans who are total cunts and don't do a good job of um, advocating for all. And it's exclusive because there's a lot of racist people who've gotten into positions of Mm. admiration within the vegan community. Yeah. Which is just just trash because I'm sorry, it doesn't matter how good of a vegan activist you are. You're a piece of shit. In other aspects of your life, it it doesn't hold up just being there for animals, and it sucks because all you're hurting at the end of the day in that position is the animal. yeah. So I'd say like veganism is inherently inclusive, but the vegan movement uh, has a lot of problems with inclusivity that it needs to address. All right, next one comes from Billy Eyelash. Billy Ellish, the really. No, 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 they didn't spell Ellis right. They put eyelash. Like, if you ever watched when oh, she yeah. met Rain Wilson from The Office and he kept calling her William Eyelash, like, that's what they put. <laughs> uh, Twitter, 
the real Billy No Cap. How do you get your Omega threes? I think we've answered the Omega three question uh, like a hundred times. Yeah, I got a bottle of like cheers and flax seeds. I got a bottle of like natural fucking Omega threes that's like made from uh, algae and shit. I have all organic fish semen. I just have some salmon on my cheat days. Yeah, exactly. On our cheat days. <laughs> pound the fish. Uh, uh, Miley Cyrus, Twitter at Hannah Montana. You need omega-3 from fish. You can't actually be vegan. Oh, cheat days. That's a statement. <laughs> That's not a question. Ask the fuckhead. That's not a question. That's not statement to the fuckhead. <laughs> Jason Jargonaut. Why is veganism not enough, and what is total liberation? All right, so total liberation, like, because obviously if we look at veganism and when we talk about single-issue vegans, I'm going to try to do this as fast as possible because I could talk about that. I, I know you could, um, and that's why I'm not even going to answer. People like to say non, non-human animals, obviously. Uh, so when we look at total liberation, what total liberation looks at is not only is it human beings of exploitation, but also animals uh, from the hand of human exploitation, as well as the exploitation of the earth and how we treat it for the generations that are going to come 10, 20, 50, 100 years from now. So it's, it's ensuring that across the board, there's no forms of oppression, whether we're destroying ecosystems, whether we're destroying animals, whether we're destroying other human being and that's the way it should be uh how can you pick and choose the oppression you're for or that you stand against excuse me um instead of just standing against all oppression and and i would add that like we're just not going to get anywhere with animal liberation if we're not fighting for total liberation like no one is free until we're all free like you're just if you're just doing these like single issue stances, like yeah, you might make gains in like welfare gains, but you're still not addressing the core issues that set up the suppression in the first place. So it's just very like um, just treating a symptom, but not actually addressing the underlying cause um, that has brought us to this um, carnist world. Yeah, you can't, you can't. Uh, attack one form of oppression while propping up another. And, and, and those people yeah. who will say, I just want to add in, like obviously those people who will say you can't, you know, me me posting about Black Lives Matter, it, it, it's taking away from my time from animals. No, it fucking doesn't. It takes you one to two minutes yeah. to fucking show your support of a movement. It takes you a day to go out and protest. If How that, hard maybe is it a couple hours BLM. of your day. You know what I mean? You know what's still going to happen? Millions of animals are still going to die. Like, unfortunately. So, I mean, it, you spending some of your time invested in other causes isn't going to be the reason that animals aren't liberated. Like, we still got a long way to go, but we also have to recognize the world around us and that people, like, who we are, as a species, are struggling too. Like, and we should support everyone because vegans, we make up every walk of life. And like, 
we should understand that like we could going back to earlier, like we could be something that is inclusive to everyone. It's just we have to set the right tone for that. Yeah, we have to get we have to get rid of a lot of the white supremacists. But we lot, just need to I get mean, rid of them in general, not them. just the vegan movement. Yeah, like, all of those motherfuckers need to go. Because yeah. like, like they should yeah. start. They we instead of bleaching fucking lobsters, we should be bleaching white supremacists. Could we like use lava instead, though? Like like a lava dip. I mean, if you know how to harness the power of lava, mm. I am fucking down. I mean, it can't be that hard. Well, we just yeah. throw them into a volcano. Yeah, we just got to convince them to go to yeah. the volcano. Easy. We tell them there's a liberal oh, rights yeah. march in the center. See, I figure with the bleach, we could just tell them that it's it will just make them whiter. And they'll just, like, you know, they'll be for it because, you know. All right. Last question. <laughs> From Jack. Jack Bradders. I hope I'm pronouncing it right this week. Would you rather have hair made from spaghetti that regrows every night or sweet maple syrup? First off, how can you have hair made on maple syrup? That just be like maple syrup. Oh, sweat maple syrup. That's what it is. We <laughs> sweat, sweat maple. maple syrup. I've... Well, well, obviously sweet well, maple syrup. The hair, I would... Okay, well, it depends. I'm definitely going to go with the syrup if it's Vermont syrup because... That's going to be sweet. It's going to be delicious. If it's Canadian maple syrup, I'm going to have to worry uh, about like getting like a, uh, like sepsis or something like that. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm going to get rashes because like that shit is toxic for you. Unlike Vermont maple syrup, which has the healing powers of the gods. <laughs> Unfortunately, it'd be New York. It'd be New York <laughs> maple syrup. Wouldn't that depend where you are? <laughs> Yeah, like Sean would sweep uh, Canadian maple syrup. Well, I think you could pick the maple syrup that you wanted. And I would no, sweep no, no, maple no. It'd be the maple syrup so in the region you're in. You can't tell me what kind of maple syrup sweat I can have. <laughs> Obviously, I can. <laughs> You'd no, have to you be can't. in Vermont for it to be Vermont maple syrup. Okay, and they'd have to put a bunch of things point in this hypothetical they'd have to situation. Put in a bunch of things that aren't maple syrup. In this hypothetical situation where magically I'm sweating maple syrup, I just happen to live in Vermont. Either way, okay, fine then. Either way, my next question for you is, is your hair just like the spaghetti noodles? Like, and are you eating your hair? Why are you eating your hair? I wouldn't eat my hair. But why would it have to grow back every night though, right? Why does it grow back? Because uh, first of all, obviously, if you know anything about spaghetti, if you leave it out, and, you know, it's exposed to air, it gets really hard. So you're going to have to, like, break it off every night and grow a fresh set of hair. Only if you don't, even if, only if you don't blanch it properly. Mister, coming in here acting like you know it's about spaghetti. Well, fuck it, it's spaghetti expert. Thank well, you, you don't know much. how to blanch it properly, obviously. Uh, yeah, I'll fucking blanch you and your spaghetti. Uh, but you don't even know what a singular spaghetti noodle is called. Who cares what a singular spaghetti noodle is called? <laughs> it's called a spaghetti. How many animals it's are going to be saved by you telling me what a single unit of spaghetti is called? At least two. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Two house You're hippos canceled. were saved. You killed all the house hippos. That's my story. Wait till I tell what you Canadians did to the house hippo.
Right. Spaghetti is delicious. Everybody spaghetti. should eat it. But like, is it a spaghetti dish or is it just the noodle? That's coming out of it would just be the noodle. Okay, so why would it need to regrow every night? Why would it need to regrow? Because it's still gonna get hard. Both of these would be awful because you'd be so sticky from the maple syrup, but then you'd constantly have hot noodles growing out of your head. Why are they gotta be hot? They could be lukewarm. Yeah, they could be lukewarm. They don't need to be scalding hot, you but sick, I, sick man. I figure in order to create them, they would have to be hot. So like, but if they're, they're already create, but they're create. not because they regrow every night. So they'd be created at night, which means when you're trying to sleep, you'd have boiling noodles coming out of your head. I mean, hey, it could be worse. Yeah, yeah, just especially just if it's that Vermont syrup. syrup. But I, I be hate covered being in all the time. Maybe. <laughs> 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 you square. So you say spaghetti. I'm going the spaghetti hair. Yeah, you would, Canadian. See, I love being sticky. <laughs> but like maple syrup sticky, like tree sap sticky. Like the, I mean, that just means it was sticky. That makes you go. Yeah, yeah. Just love, I love being covered in sticky stuff. Sorry, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Before Rachel breaks down the tone of the conversation again. <laughs> all right, we're back. Is that all our questions? That is, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, fine. So we can we can now talk about what I wanted to talk about like 10 minutes ago when I jumped over two segments, which is, fuck, the greatest, the fucking worst species to ever walk on the planet. And yeah, I know people are going to be like, well, we're not that bad, but we really are. So we're going to talk about, we, we, we are. So like, obviously, yes, I know there's a bunch of wonderful people out there in the world. And I know I'm just, yeah, yeah, not all I'm prefacing this because I know a lot of people do use their ability for abstract thought to try to do good in this world and make it a better place. And we are fighting a wretched system in this industrial age uh, that pretty much makes that really fucking hard. Um, but we still have to understand going throughout our entire history, it's been one bloodbath after another, whether it's human versus human, whether it's human versus animal, whether it's human just versus nature in general, whether, you know, fucking ecosystems just getting wiped off the planet. And if we just go back to like 1970, uh, we've wiped out about 60% of all animal populations. Now, not to extinction, just saying that like all overall species of animals on this planet, their numbers have dropped. So wait, 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 60%. You're saying we did better than Thanos. Yeah, we, 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 we did a 10% increase better on a, on a smaller scale though. Like, I mean, you think about it, he killed throughout an entire universe. We've only done this on a singular planet yet. Oh boy, it's going to be really scary if we get into space and find planets that inhabit other life that, you know, haven't ever been touched like a species like ours. Oh, poor, poor, poor creatures. I'm sorry for you in advance. Yeah. The worst will be, it won't be us, it'll be our yeah. AI. But. Which will be designed after us. Maybe they won't need to eat because they're artificial intelligence and nothing will have to die and we'll just chill. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing. Have you not seen, seen the, the Matrix? Matrix? Yeah, I get it. All right. Um, but nothing is safe. <laughs> mammals, fish, birds, reptiles. And if we even go back further, to like out the course of all human civilization, back to the dawn of civilization. I don't know why I said civilization twice. 
Uh, we've annihilated 83% of all mammals that have ever walked this earth. Um, and even if death, of all our death and destruction stopped today, it would take five to seven million years for the, the planet to recuperate and get that back. So in, in the fraction of time we've been on the planet, and some of these animals that we've driven to extinction here for millions of years, so much longer than us, wiped out in just a instance of time, like a snap of your finger. And it's just like, it's crazy to think about that. You know, we think we're this such intelligent creature, like homo sapien literally means wise man, but whether intentional or just unintentional through like, obviously through expansion, uh, we've left a wake of bloodshed in our path. And I fucking hate us. No, I don't really hate us. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Um, but it's funny because we only make like a 0.01% of the biomass. And while like 95% of all species that have ever lived on Earth are obviously extinct, um, that's partly due to the natural evolutionary process. But our hand is increasing extinction rates in a way that can't be dismissed to the tune of 10,000 times higher than any average historical extinction rate we've ever seen before. So, you know, we told that fucking asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs, oh yeah, you can kill this many? Watch what we can do. You know, fucking in comparison to just a regular ice age without our involvement, um, extinction does happen, obviously. Evolution happens, you know, newer models. Like, like that's how I think of it, humans. Like we were like the new model. Um, we're the bad model, though. We're like... Um, we're like an exploding yeah. Tesla. We are an exploding Tesla. Uh, it's sad. It, it, and the frustrating thing is, is that like we do have the intelligence and the technology um, and the knowledge to be able to live um, with the natural world and not destroy. Like now that we know about um, that, how easy it is to make a species go extinct and things like we should be able to fix it, but we don't use our intelligence uh, for actual, like, survival of our species. We use it for short-term gain. But that's the thing, is we're, we're very short-sighted. What can we make now? We don't really think about the long-term ramifications of anything that we do. And I don't even think that, like, early human beings do it. And, like, there's been anywhere from, like, 8.7 million to a trillion species. Excuse me, there is. 8.7 million to about a trillion species that make up um, our planet's biodiversity. So think about it. Of that, we are such a small part. Um, and obviously that includes plants and stuff. But plants too. Like we are wiping out plant species at massive rates as well. So it's not just animal. Um, I don't fuck plants though. Uh, <laughs> who really gives up? Well, obviously, yeah, I want the plants <laughs> to live uh, because I live. Um but the loss of biodiversity, it's just, it's not only continuing, it's expanding to the point where we could be looking at like anywhere up to 100,000 species going extinct. Because a lot of these species, we don't know about them and we don't know that they've gone extinct. Um, but our biodiversity crisis is worse than the threat of climate change. If we continue to allow these animals to go extinct, it could have far greater impacts on the entire earth than the climate change that, that we always throw around is like, 
one of the big fucking issues uh, destroying the world. And we're looking at like 28,000 species are directly threatened by extinction, according to scientists right now that they know of. Well, that's a pretty big call, like worse than climate change. And yeah, lots of people don't even seem to be aware of this. Like they're just vaguely aware of, you know, the panda is endangered and a few things like that. But they don't realize just how rapidly we are making these species go extinct and just how few species we have left. Yeah, it, it's something that there's so many different things. Like climate change is obviously part of it, but exploitation, hunting and fishing are huge too. Uh, the things we do to habitats through degradation, um, and even the loss of habitat, as well as introducing invasive species to areas. We all know how people love to get a python and think it's going to be a wonderful pet down in fucking Florida. And now guess what they have an issue with in Florida is fucking python. Uh, eating fucking crocodiles. It's, it's great. You know, definitely not good for the environment. We also have pollution and disease. But this isn't something new for us, like, just because I want to shit talk human beings so bad today. Like, imagine I'm wearing Michael Myers' mask. Um, so think about, like, 70,000 years ago, we expand out of Africa. And then about 45,000 years ago, we end up in Australia. Uh, the result is, is all the megafauna in Australia goes extinct. And then when about 30,000 years, we kill off the Neanderthals, which is the most popular theory. I don't care what you station. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I, I felt like you were going to argue that point with me. Um, and then we settle America about like 16,000 uh, years ago. Uh, not settle in like obviously white colonization, but humans actually show up on a place where there were none of us. Um, and just, it was an awesome spectacle of animals. But guess what? Megafauna there... It's the same fate as Australia. And then 13,000 years ago, there's not even another human species left in the world. And there was at least, I think, six of them. Don't quote me on that. But I know Neanderthals, Homo erectus, and there's at least two more I know that I can't pronounce. Uh, there were fucking dwarfs, like actual dwarfs. We had like a race of human dwarfs that like we wiped out because of as we would we would start to invade on their territory. So our progression has just led... And again, I get that it's not our fault per se today what our ancestors were doing way before like even the development of civilization. Like, you know, um, the fact that we're still around phenomenal. The fact that we've done what we did is kind of as scary as it is. It's also kind of mind-blowing. How good we are at killing? Um, not just killing, just we've done our, our ability to expand. Like no other creature has really ever done that. And like the toll that it's created... Um, for some of these animals. And, and the funny thing is, though, is like when you look back at like a lot of these extinction events, they, they ironically blame climate change. So like a lot of these people won't acknowledge climate change now. When we look at the extinction of like uh, megafauna throughout time, they want to blame climate change over human beings. But there's evidence that proves that humans are not innocent. And again, we can look at Australia... Uh, yeah, there was climate change about 4,500 years ago. But we have to also keep in mind that the climate never rests. And the planets had numerous cooling and warming cycles. Um, and like within the last million years, we've had every 100,000 years, we have a ice age. So the megafauna of Australia, if you look at like the diprotodon, been in Australia for like, 
think it's might be 15 million years. I might have wrote that wrong, but it's either 1.5 or 15 million years. Uh, no, it's definitely 15. No. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Uh, <laughs> anyways, they survived 10 previous ice ages. So, yeah, only made it through the first peak of the Ice Age that claimed their species. Um, so why did it occur randomly at 45,000 years ago? That's right when humans settled Australia. And can it be coincidence? Wow. Um, it's not an isolated event. 90% of all the Australian megafauna disappeared at the same time. So it wasn't just one species going extinct. It was all these motherfuckers. We show up. We start using the land. We start fucking exploiting the land. We start hunting them. And keep in mind, like, a diprotodon sees a fucking hairless ape walk up to him. You think he's scared of him? No. Not at all. Like, so these fucking huge megafauna just munching on some plants had no fucking idea that this, like, little fucking bean was going to try to fucking kill and eat We also cause isolation of the species so that they can't get enough genetic Oh yeah, especially with the megafauna, they have really long pregnancies. So we, if, even if we kill off just a few, and they can't have enough babies to even recoup the few that we're able to kill, it, it's going to be detrimental over time to the species. Um, and we can even expand on like the whole ninety percent of the Australian megafauna disappearing um, because with mass extinction events. Um, we also know, like if you look at past ice ages, marine life has impacted just as much. But if you look at what happened in Australia, the oceans went unharmed. So you don't see any loss of species really in marine life during this time. It's only the megafauna living on the land. So there is this direct correlation of our arrival and their disappearance from the planet. And then we could even look at New Zealand. All right, I'm going to throw New Zealand in there. So New Zealand and Australia aren't very far apart. So if climate change is to blame, why aren't the megafauna of New Zealand dying off as well at the same rate? It's not happening. Uh, the megafauna of New Zealand weren't threatened until about 800 years ago once people actually started to arrive. And then, yes, within a few centuries, the New Zealand megafauna were gone. And it happens over and over again. I'm telling you right now, Human beings, we are fucking ecological serial killers, and this is why our Halloween episode is dedicated. Like, as soon as we left Africa and Asia, like, again, like I said earlier, like, these animals weren't scared of us. Like, think about the animals that grew up with us through, like, our early years. Like, they were aware of what we were becoming, our abilities to hunt. They evolved alongside with us. We came into places like Australia, America, New Zealand so quickly that none of these animals had time to evolve to fear us. And that's why they weren't able to survive because our expanse was too rapid. Yeah, like in New Zealand, like split off from Gondwana land like millions and millions of years ago and doesn't have any native um, land mammals there. Well, the only ones are bats. I suppose they are. Yeah, land mammals, but that's the only like native mammal species we have. So we just have a whole lot of really weird birds um, that were pretty much the, the main species that lived here. And most of them have evolved to 
not worry about predators other than other birds. And so when people came, they had all these like heaps and heaps of flightless birds that were kind of slow and um, were just so easy to kill. And so people just came in, killed them all, and there's like many, many species of really cool birds that were next to Yeah, the hast eagle? People. That motherfucker was sweet. Yes. And, and that's the thing, like how many, Fucking how cool. many like awesome species have we lost? Like that we'll never like, and I get this is kind of selfish, I understand. But like that we have prevented like people from experience. Like, you know, like even in, in like our, a generation from people, like people aren't going to know what, what was most recently extinct, the black rhino. Uh, forget mm. which one. It's a subspecies of black rhinos. But it just recently went extinct. Like, there's going to come a day and time if we continue down the path that we're headed that, like, people aren't going to be able to see an elephant except for in, like, a photograph or, like, an old documentary because they're going to be gone forever. Like, same thing with tigers. And, like, not just them. Like, all the fish, too. Like, we are totally abusing the earth. Mm. Um, yeah. It, it's getting worse and worse. Yeah, like that's kind of the thing. Like you can kind of understand early humans doing this, um, yeah, for basic survival, um, just killing to eat, and then I oh know all the um, the food's gone. Um, but that that's just sort of a very natural process that any species would have. But we should be able to use our intelligence now that we've got such a great network of information uh, and scientific knowledge um, to actually put our brains to work to figure out how to stop this happening. And we know how to. It's just we don't have the will or the resources to actually put towards it. Right. I mean, and and I I know it's wrong for me to like give blame to these early people because I I generally think that they didn't know better. Like I don't think that they were going... You know, they're expanding into America and they're not thinking that like, oh, within 2,000 years, like we're going to completely be on every inch of this continent and like North America is going to lose like 34, like whole generas of large animals and South America is going to lose 50 generas of large animals, like and all the species underneath that. We had no idea. We know now more what the impacts obviously thanks to science and we can see what's going on and we can study what our species has done. And we, we can kind of reflect on that and say, okay, we can't obviously change what's happened. We can't bring back my friend, the diprotodon. I'm sorry. I love him. It's great. I want to give him a hug, but it's not going to happen. Um, but we can go forward to ensure that the species that are still here aren't being their, their livelihood isn't being threatened. And also that they're not being born just to satisfy an industry's need to profit. No, I do argue that you're saying we can't blame and, people from that long ago. But, I mean, if you actually look into the dodo, the only reason the dodo went extinct is they were easy to kill. People didn't eat them. Apparently they tasted disgusting. They just killed them for fun. First of all, no, I'm talking about, like, 16,000 years ago, like when, when human beings were only expanding because, you know, they would get pushed out of territories, had to figure out how to survive in a new land. And at one point, they had the ability to cross, obviously, from um, Asia into America uh, through the Bering Strait when that was a land bridge. That's some old shit. I remember. Yeah. All right. 
So, you know, I mean, they weren't, they didn't understand the consequences as a species, especially at that time. And there's no science to let you kind of like study the future. We Human beings didn't start thinking about the future until agriculture became a thing. Like you think the common hunter-gatherer was worried about what was going to happen, you know, a year, a fucking two years, five years, a decade from now. No, motherfuckers live in hand to mouth, you know, where when you're a fucking farmer, you got to think about not just what you're eating now, but you got to think about what you're going to eat next year. You got to start, you know, sowing the seeds for that fucking harvest. You got to make sure you have fucking wheat in the silo, fucking, and it's going to be bad, but like cheese fucking, you know, preserved, especially back when like cheese was eaten solely as like, oh shit, our crops went bad. We have this shit that we can preserve and eat because we're fucking weird carnists, but different times. I mean, I might um, unnecessarily be pedantic on that point to just say, you know, they probably did uh, have some grander understanding of the fact that if you're over-consumptive in an environment, that that is problematic and will harm your long-term. Like, I'm sure they had people within communities just like we do now, who were trying to get other people to care and trying to be more sustainable. Uh, but as has always been the case, most people are worried more about their day-to-day life. I don't think that's really changed. Um, and it's just too hard to get through. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, it's like, well, we're just doing what, what we do, what we've always done. Oh, no, I... I, I... And humans are inherently kind of scary. No, I get it. I'm not going to argue that our our invasive nature that kind of expanded us over the entire globe isn't the reason for this. Because, like, let's be honest, no other species really does that outside of invasive species Mm. that are basically worse for ecosystems than they are beneficial. So, I mean, that's kind of, you can argue that human beings, and yes, we are them, are in a way an invasive species that kind of, inhabits the the area and kind of if you're not a human being um you're pretty much fucked and even in some cases if you are a human being if you're not the right human beings you're still fucked because that's that's how fucking prejudice we can get <laughs> we can't just hate animals we got to hate ourselves too um but that's beyond the point like <laughs> we we have a planet that like was once home to like 200 unique genera's of large terrestrial mammals like that all weighed over 50 kilograms. Um, I think that's big. I don't know what that's in pounds. It just said kilogram. Um, but I know that's less than pounds. Uh, yeah. So at least 110 pounds. pounds. Pretty good sized animal. Uh, in time, from the time that we started the cognitive revolution to the agricultural revolution, only half of them are present on Earth. And that's even before like we learned to farm. That's just from us hunting and like moving across the globe like Really, that first American colon—not American. Sorry, when I say colonization, I'm used to saying America. But the first human colonization of the world, because that's really what we did. Is even though we were living in these small bands, we still started to colonize the world. And this has just really started the abuse because then we invent agriculture, and agriculture spans all over the world in different places. And now we start domesticating animals. Uh, we can modify them into property. And once this animal's property, we have to protect them. And how many species have been hunted out of existence just because they threatened our ability to commodify other animals and basically not be able to eat them ourselves? What the fuck did I just say? Commodify them. Protect them from fucking predators. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) 
It was absolutely terrifying, like, looking at um, how the, like, biomass of uh, land uh, mammals has changed even just, like, over 100 years. It's gone from being, like, humans and uh, uh, livestock that are considered property were a small fraction, whereas now, like, wild animals are just about 5% or something ridiculously small. And livestock... uh, the vast majority. It's just so unnatural from what the earth is supposed, well, here, what it was before we came here. Oh, exactly. And I mean, the, the Amazon rainforest is like a perfect example with all the, the cat, the, you know, deforestation that they do for cattle farms. And then, you know, for soy for those cattle farms is because again, we don't know, like the Amazon is one of the places where we don't really know how many species are there. Like, plant-wise or animal-wise or insect-wise, whatever it may be. And like when we just wipe these areas out to replace them with farmland, like we wipe out entire species without ever knowing they existed. Like I take to help us have a better, scientists have a better understanding of, you know, different species and like how they work and how they think. Um, It's not possible if we wipe them out before ever given the chance. You know, but again, at the end of the day, they have every right to live in the world the way that it was created. Like the world is the way that it is because that's the way it's supposed to be. So you tearing down forest upon forest, make it into farmland, obviously is going to have negative consequences. And then, you know, that's the issue. Like, look where we're headed now. The Industrial Revolution was what, about a little over 200 years ago now? And capitalism is charged in as like the hero of the day that's going to free humanity. And make us all rich beyond our wildest dreams. Um, and it's really the first time because you look at the cognitive and agricultural revolution, we really couldn't do much damage to the ocean. But now, now we got fucking industry and we can just fucking lay the oceans to waste. We've opened up a whole new place to fucking burn to the ground. And it's made of water. We're going to burn a fucking place made of water to the ground. Only we can do that. Go us. Oh, it's just, you know, and, and the problem is, is, is like, I, I get that the people back in the day could have understood it, but I think we know now more than they could have based on just, just, just. Oh, a hundred percent. And that's really what we have to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think there's always been some people who would have understood and respected sustainability but I think it's just part of human nature that it's um, I don't know what I'm saying it's cool it's, it's getting to the, it's getting time to the <laughs> extinction story so it's cool yes. uh, but yeah you know like we previously discussed our fucking oceans are on the brink animals are disappearing probably every single day plant species are disappearing every day you know and there's just more of us we continue to grow we become more problematic in more ways and everybody else suffers. We even suffer for it. And it's, it's a never-ending game, it seems like, to expand and conquer and just replicate over and over again. And so many animals have died just at our hands. I think I've, I missed this point earlier. Uh, <laughs> okay. I think I took it out. I took the point out, but because I couldn't verify how many actual species have died. Uh, 
Right, but what they know of, like there was a couple different numbers, and it was just iffy. All right, I didn't, I didn't want to go there. Okay, it was going to cloud everything. Um, but yeah, so human beings, uh, we've done more harm than good. I get that we're a little egocentric. So if you're mad at us for saying this, like I get it. You're like, what the fuck? I'm a human being. I never fucking caused the diprotodon to die. All right, I wasn't even born yet. All right. Okay, I get it. All right, it's cool. But like you should be able to see the follies of humankind and understand that like in perspective from the rest of the world, uh, we've done more harm than good. For us as a species, yes, we've done incredible things. But for those that happen to live with us, um, it's not the healthiest relationship, uh, but we definitely need uh, to go to counseling. Uh, I should, should make a note here that like... I probably can't speak for everyone, but at least for me, it was very tempted to get uh, very misanthropic when I first became vegan and starting to truly understand and appreciate just all of this horror that humans have laid waste to throughout the world. It's very easy to start just hating humanity as a whole um, and then ideas like eco-fascism become kind of tempting. Don't do well, that. Well, I'm an eco-fascist. Like, humans are... F- Okay, okay. Well, well, let me say my piece first before um, we defend fascism. Um, <laughs> but like humans as a whole, we are flawed, but we we are animals. That's that's the thing. Animals are inherently, you know, we do what we can to survive. Sometimes that's ugly, and we are able to do abstract thought, but we're not always that smart, you know. So look. Humans are animals too, and we have to protect them from cruelty and exploitation. Love humans as well, even though, you know, as a whole, we've been kind of not that great on the world stage. How do you... Okay. Oh, so I'm not you... really an eco-fascist. <laughs> I just like to tell people I am. Good. On the days that I kill koalas. Yeah, like that's, that's not going to help non-human animals, you know, hating humans won't help the non-human animals. We have to be able to, like, accept our incredibly violent and horrible flaws, um, but also acknowledge that, you know, we also deserve to be here. We are uh, animals too. But we've just got to try and be less destructive to everyone else on the planet. Yeah, and I think that's what it comes down to. It's like I said at the beginning of the show, like, there's a lot of human beings that do a lot of good and that do generally and that are aware of, of, of yeah, the absolutely. shit that we do to this world, the people that live in this world, animals. I think, like, that's what gives me hope is that people still do. Everybody just stop giving a fuck. Then I'd be like, all right, we're doing But people will still always fight, not, for, you know, not just for animals, but for, you know, a a better way to guess that my mind. well getting to a point where we do because I mean at this fucking point we should all be walking around wearing those fancy robes with oversized brains and like not even talk just communicating telepathically and like being all like omnipotent and shit and fucking not harming a fly we don't even have to eat like we need to evolve I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, intelligence is both a weapon and a tool. Uh, we can either use it to destroy or to build, and we just need to try and keep focusing on building, building love and things, not like actual buildings. Yes, Sean, see, that's why you should love me. We need to build love. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to keep it murder. Yeah, sure, you're not a real Unless vegan. you love KTS, you're not a real vegan. I will kill you with kindness. You're going to murder me? That's not love. All right. And poison, now, though. Oh, you're going to kill me with kindness? <laughs> yeah. I'm still dead, so that kind of... A vegan red velvet cake full of poison. Kindness and poison. They go hand in hand. Yeah, maybe I put it in the lemon okay, ring. So obviously pie. I'm just not going to eat fucking vegan red velvet cake ever. Well, then you'll starve to death. I just won't eat anything from you. But I will be the, it, I will you, become the sole provider of your food. Been the provider of my food now? So, A scheme. <laughs> How do you A plan scheme. to become the sole provider of my food? What is your scheme? Obviously, I can because if I explain the scheme, you can't say here and say work. you have a scheme and not explain. You would the know scheme the scheme now. was coming. You're not a very good. You're not a very good like villain here because as a villain, it's your responsibility to explain your scheme to us. That's how. Yeah, this and works. that's how the villains always lose. Right. right, but the villain always has to lose. All right. <laughs> that's how it works. Tell that to Jeff Bezos. This isn't a movie. <laughs> This is real life. Jeff, we're just not to the. We're just. We're not at the end of the movie yet. All right. Somebody will get him. All right. All right. Why don't we talk? Your scheme is terrible. Why don't we talk about some extinct animals? Yeah, because they won't try to kill me if. like you are. So we're going to talk about some favorite extinct animals that we have. You know that thanks to human beings. All right. Um, so yeah, we'll let wizard. We'll tell her story first. All right. My favourite is a New Zealand uh, bird called the moa, uh, M-O-A. So there are nine species of moa, and they lived in New Zealand for millions and millions of years. Um, they are, kind of look like emus, but they are way taller. So they stand at like 3.6 metres tall, or that's like 12 feet. Uh, so, like, it's huge, like, twice the size of, of a really tall person. Um, so, absolutely enormous uh, motherfuckers. I think they, they might be actually the largest bird species. I'd have to check that. Um, but, yeah, so they were really cool. And if you ever come to uh, Wellington in New Zealand at the uh, museum, they have, uh, like, built... Uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not taxidermy, but, you know, it's like, looks like what moa would look like. And they're, they're really cool. I had a few, like, moa skeletons and things there. So just a small plug for New Zealand tourism uh, on the show. I'll collect my check from the government. Uh, yeah, so so the moa were really cool. They were here for, like, millions of years. And then... Um, Within 200 years of uh, humans settling in New Zealand, they were extinct due to being overhunted because whilst they were really big, they weren't that hard to kill. Uh, and their only predators were the harst eagle. Uh, so they were just like roaming around being the biggest, baddest kids at the playground. And the only thing that could kill them was this motherfucking big eagle from the sky. 
which is kind which of badass. They, yeah, the Heart's Eagle would be like I think that favorite. Eagle also ate humans, didn't Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart's Eagle would like attack yeah. like toddlers and stuff and it would like fly that, away with, a, with kids. Probably not like adult humans, but like, yeah, they would. Yeah, like they put like the bald eagle to shame. Uh, they would yeah. kick the bald eagle. What you got now, ass. America? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, so that's my favorite, the boa. All right, Sean, the vegan grind, who is a bleached ghost lobster. I'm going to talk about the thylacin. Thylacin? 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 Uh, Tasmanian tiger. It it was it was a marsupial that looked like a dog. Ah, yeah. That could go from cute little dog to fucking Cerberus hellhound real fucking quick. Because we could like, oh, you showed us that picture, yeah, right? It could like unhinge yeah. its jaw and look fucking scary. Now it was in Tasmania mm. and mainland Australia. Uh, in mainland Australia, uh, it went extinct. Obviously, after like humans arrived and stuff like that, but after one extinct, they were trying to blame like the arrival of dingoes. But researchers have been like, "Well, dingoes hunted during the day, and thylacins hunted during night, so they weren't really competing for the same food source." Furthermore, they found that like as they were being cut off and cut off from more parts of mainland Australia, that their gene pool was getting very thin, so there wasn't really enough strong DNA to be passed down, like uh, diversity within the DNA to be passed down to their young. Now, they went extinct in Australia first, and then in Tasmania, they went extinct after some sheep got killed, and they were like, yo, we're going to put a bounty on these. Dollar per head of an adult. Dollar per head. Of an adult, Thylacin. And 10... What is it? 10 pence? I got to find it here. And 10 shillings for pups. So it was actually a pound per head. Of an adult and ten shillings for pops, and they paid out more than two thousand one hundred eighty-four bounties on that. But it's thought that many more were killed than were claimed, and its ex- its uh, extinction is popularly attributed to these relentless efforts by the farmers and bounty hunters to kill them. The last mar- uh, remaining thylacin was named Benjamin, and they kept them in like a really fucking tiny cage at the Beaumara Zoo. Uh, I'm not sure when Benjamin died, but yeah, you can actually see like video of him in like 1935, like walking around this tiny little cage and people sort of tapping the cage trying to get his attention. And the motherfucker's like, I will. No, he's just like walking around looking sad, man, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, obviously he's depressed, but if you let him out of that cage, he's going to rip their faces off, which good. Imagine being like the last member of your entire and, species. And if I had to be in That's a cage, just please such fucking a weird shoot. Concept. Me. I mean, I have no idea, but like, imagine I'm the last of my species, and I also have to spend my life on display for this other species that probably wiped out my entire species. Mm. So yeah, yeah, or that's human. just adding kind of humans. Uh, we love our injury with salt. All right, so you, that's it. That's the story. That's the story. All right. So we're going to now head to Madagascar 60 million years ago. All right. We're going to talk about the elephant bird. 
flightless, stands up to 10 feet tall and weighs up to about 1,000 pounds. So it is actually the largest bird ever. Uh, I believe, like, wait, what? I thought the moa might be taller. Yes, the moa is taller. Um, but like, so just imagine like an ostrich or an emu on steroids. Like that's pretty much what the elephant bird was, but it's actual closest living relative is actually the Kiwi. And it's believed that like a small population of Kiwi like birds landed on Madagascar and boom, the rest was evolutionary history. Um, and even today we still try to commodify this extinct animal as one of their fossilized eggs sold for a hundred thousand dollars. There's kind of a, couple different theories to the extinction of these flightless birds, climate change, human hunting, and the disease that really came with the domestication of fowls by humans. Uh, so Madagascar is one of the last places that human beings inhabited, uh, with the first settlements being, actual settlements being established 500 years ago, but we actually have evidence that the first human beings, hunter-gatherers, arrived around 8,000 years ago. So they existed for a very long time uh, with the elephant birds. So it kind of shows like the first humans didn't really overhunt them. Plus, most of the megafauna of Madagascar didn't go to extinct until about like a thousand years ago. And really, it's not climate change because the warmest period in Madagascar was 4,500 years ago. And the elephant birds did just fine. Uh so the primary factors are really two things that they found. Egg rating. Uh, evidence shows that humans stole eggs. One egg could actually feed an entire family because it was 150 times the volume of a hen's egg. Um, so you have nest race rating. Yeah, so you have nest rating plus also destruction of habitats. Uh, so if you look at when the mass extinction occurred here about a thousand years ago of all the megafauna, it's the same time when we see the introduction of farming methods in Madagascar, which leads to the gradual extinction of these birds. Um, and by the 18th century, the elephant bird is completely gone. But, because we need a little Frankenstein in our Halloween episode, it's believed that this is one of the animals that human beings want to de-extinct. And how they would do this is they would take scrapes of its DNA from fossils, shit like that, and combine it with a kiwi-derived genome. So we could bring back giant flightless birds, which I don't think we should be doing. You know, there's no reason for human beings to try to play God more than we already do. Because what are we going to do with these animals? What are they going to be here for? Just to... Be on display in I mean, the zoo. The other thing yeah, is, is like, it's not going to be a perfect genetic copy of the bird either. Right? It'd be like part kiwi, part elephant. Right. And do we... Part kiwi, Do we part really elephant. want 10-foot... Yeah. I want kiwi-sized really elephant. birds running around attacking us? That's <laughs> what would happen. I mean... If we can get them to attack cops, just like the koalas, I mean, we got a fucking whole It's just going to attack army. whoever created it, man. Like, I've watched enough watched enough horror movies to know that's how that goes. <laughs> I've watched enough Jurassic Parks yeah. to know. I mean, you know about the emu wars, right? The emu wars? Like, the Australians fought the emus and lost. How do you lose to... 
Like, that's a whole, like, war. The Great Emu War. Like, the Emu yeah. Wars. Like, I'm just going to Google it. Yeah, the Emu War. We wars. lost. <laughs> the Great Emu War. Emus. Look it up. Yes. Yeah, what? <laughs> How? There was a war against the emus and humans lost. I would. It was 1932. We weren't very good at killing emus back then, apparently. Emus are wily animals. After the withdrawal of the military, like, this was a serious emu war. <laughs> Post-war politics. Yeah, yeah, they sent soldiers oh in. Post-war politics. Emus attacks on corpse continued. On crops continued. Sorry, I don't know why I said corpse. Because I thought it was corpse, and I thought they were continuing to attack the military, not crops. Which would have been better, but yeah. How many humans died? How many humans died? I mean, this needs to be a whole episode of All this My Cars. This does. <laughs> <laughs> the, the great email. 1932. <laughs> I'll need to do more history. Oh, man. Do an episode about the Emu Wars and drop this. Oh, man. Now, if I could somehow speak emu, emu, wow, and koala, and get their consent to be in my army, I'd be down for it. But until that pot time, we're not going to do that. So I will not condone the only thing I will condone about these so-called emu wars is the fact that the <laughs> emus won. Not like like fucking you fucking. Emus don't even know how to go to war. Like, they don't understand the concept of war. Yeah, they get fighting, but they don't understand the concept of fucking war. They're not fucking you gotta, you Napoleon. Gotta, like, you gotta realize these are Australian war. emus, right? Everything in Australia wants to kill you. Yeah. These, yeah, these emus understood fucking... war. That's because that's the first place they, that human beings went outside of like they, Asia and Africa. Yeah. Like they, they fucking they, they hate us. Yeah, they're they the had first a general patent emu species by like standing in front of all the other emus giving a speech. <laughs> it's not. It's not the guy from Independence Will Smith. Day? No, the uh, other guy. Fucking Jeff uh, Goldblum. No, the, the president. <laughs> President, who's the president of Independence Day? I don't know. Why he gives wasn't that it Jeff Goldblum? He should be the president of everything. Because he was the scientist who just put ridiculous thoughts together and came to scientific conclusions. Yeah, it's a good That's thing that those computers works. ran Windows on the alien ship. Yeah, woo! <laughs> that was lucky. They got all this technology, but they're using... Windows 95. But, like, Jeff Goldblum was in all the good, like, 90 movies, 90s movies, like Independence Day. Jeff Jurassic Goldblum's Park. first yeah. movie was Death Wish. Was Death Wish? Yeah, he's actually the guy who assaults Charles Bronson's wife and daughter. right there. And starts the entire saga, which is Charles motherfucking Bronson. Well, no, Paul Kersey in the movie. His real name is Charles Bronson. And a great, a great uh, band, by the way. Everybody should listen to Charles Bronson. All right, I'm going to shut up now. Everybody should go to All My Carnage. Hold on, on one Twitter second. We got to tell the story of Mike. What? Well, you didn't tell me you I had another I told you story. We the episode. Oh, like I'm going to remember this late. <laughs> Like, you give me way more. 
credit than okay, I deserve. So this is the story of Headless Mike. This is the story. It's, for, it's our Halloween story, right? Well, you got it. Can you sing it? No, because no. it's not a musical. Can you say it? Tell it in a scary, like the Crypt Keeper voice from Tales from the Crypt. Man, do you know who? <laughs> Mike was hatched on April 20th, 1945. Oh, yeah. So in Colorado, Fruta, Colorado, on September 10th, 1945, Lloyd, the farmer who owned Mike, was like, man, I need to get some chicken. I mean, fucking the wife's mother's coming over. Gotta, gotta make a meal. So he goes and cuts off Mike's head with the fucking axe. But guess what? What? Mike decides he's not going to fucking die. So they cut off Mike's head, and Mike lives for 18 months after they cut off his head. The axe missed the jugular and part of the brainstem, so he kept his, like... Functions going, and they fed him with an eyedropper uh, with milk. And eventually, when people started to hear about Mike, he became like a show, a sideshow anomaly, basically. So they would travel him around, and people would come to see the live headless chicken until March 1947 in a motel in Phoenix when Mike choked on a corn kernel <laughs> and died. <laughs> It's always in a motel in Phoenix oh. where you're going to choke on a corn kernel and die. Yeah. Should know better. And that's, that's the tale of Headless Mike. And that's just crazy. Like, look at, they went to go kill this motherfucker. Motherfucker don't die. So like, all right, how can we make money off yeah. of it? Let's, let, let's fucking parade what? him around. Would they still feel pain? This is interesting. Or, I don't know. Like, he would try, he would still try to peck yeah. things, even though he didn't have a head. And like he tried to, he'd, he'd, he'd try to like caw it's too, so but weird. it would just like be like a gurgling sound. Oh, what, what is wrong with humans? Why would we do that to someone? Yeah. Now, one of the, the reasons this was possible is. Chickens have a balanced organ in their pelvic region called the lumbo uh, scrawl organ. And that there was a clot that prevented the, the bleeding out when the jugular was missed. Hmm. But yeah, that's the Halloween story because chicken didn't die. Motherfucker can't even die in peace. Gotta be paraded around and then die humiliated. In a fucking motel in Phoenix to a corn kernel. Well, how'd you die, Mike? To be fair, if I ever get beheaded, which I think is a likely way for me to go given what's happening in the world, <laughs> uh, but if I do and my body uh, continues to live and move and things, please do parade it around and you know somehow use it to promote veganism. I, I think you'll figure something out. Just, we're we're going to need a bigger eye dropper, cool. though. Yeah, yeah, that's full-on tube. Yeah, but, but I'm giving you the consent. All oh, right, we got this. consent. It's recorded. So, yeah. so this is as recorded. It's going out to the world. So, yeah, I give consent for 
any uh, thing to be done with my dead body after decapitation. Wait, that's, no, that's a bit too broad. <laughs> I retract that statement. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. <laughs> that's our show. Thank you for listening. Humans are horrible. We make all those scary people you hear about in movies. wonder where they come up with all those scary people for in movies. But find us on social media. Oh, my fucking God. Find us on social media at All My Garnets on Instagram and Twitter. I need to go to bed. Uh, where can you can find me? Don't even fucking find me on Twitter. Where can they find you guys? Mike, my, my account's just hot <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Band Tofu Wiz on uh, Twitter or Rachel the Tofu Wizard on Instagram or my new account, Wizards Rats on Instagram. You can follow my rats. Me at the Vegan Grind on Instagram and Twitter. That's it. I don't even exist. That's it. All right. The other one thing I do want to mention, if you want an ACAB t-shirt, go on Twitter uh, to the salute to the view. There's ACAB t-shirts. 50% of all sales go to the anti-police terror fund. Uh, and you get some cool vegan stickers Ew. too. Check that out. You can get our stickers too. Uh, we give some money to sanctuaries if we actually ever make some. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so check that out. But definitely check out the stickers or the shirts. They go to a good cause, especially if you don't like cops and you want people to know. Do we ship them to New Zealand? Uh, uh, <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> you want a four hundred dollar t shirt? Is that how much it would cost to ship a t shirt to New Zealand? Uh, <laughs> I was. Be only about like 10 bucks or something, maybe. Being facetious, Sean. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll <laughs> ship anywhere. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I should get some. Yes. Check that out. All right. So, yeah, that's our, that's my shameless plugs for the day. All right. Everybody have a safe Halloween. Be careful out there. Uh, remember, Halloween is not a time for you to cheat on being vegan. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Throw that out there. There's no actual cheat days. I just need to put that disclaimer in there. And always remember, Watch out for the poison pixie sticks and the razor blades in the apples. And the cocaine in your asshole. And don't forget to have your carnage spayed or neutered. Do it in a really interesting way.